I don't understand why we're doing this. We barely know these people. It's one day. Let's mix things up a bit. You're just happy you found your fan club. I've been waiting six years for your second book. Is it coming out soon? I'm working on it. What do you do for money, then? You married well, rich. <laughs> <laughs> I actually came here looking for inspiration. James Foster, you have to come with us. Here, the punishment for any crime committed is death. What? What did you say? But for a significant sum, we'll build a double to send in for your execution. your transformation. This is just a little game. But I can take some blood. Yeah! Show me how strong you are. It's really disgusting. You could just sit there. And watch it happen. You know, James, do you worry they got the wrong man? Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. I'm Larry, and today we are here to review the new film, Infinity Pool. And joining me to review this film, I am joined by fellow Cinemania World team member and fellow YouTuber and Game of Thrones reactor, Tyler Calvert. Hey, Tyler. Hello, it's great to be here. Very last minute for me. I was asked to be on this like 20 minutes ago, so I'm glad <laughs> to be talking about some Infinity Pool with the both of you. Well, we are also joined by another fellow Cinemania World team member, Miss Kayla. Hi, Kayla. Hello, it's been so long since we've done this. I know. I was I was expecting you to be on our award show because that's like where you always pop your little head in and I'm on <laughs> as announcing that's our so awards. Um, <laughs> but you couldn't make it this year. So now we're talking about sexy horror madness by the name of Infinity Pool. So Infinity Pool is written and directed by Brandon Cronenberg. Yes, of the famous effed up horror family of Cronenbergs. <laughs> it follows James and M. Foster, who are enjoying an all-inclusive beach vacation in the fictional island of La Tolca, when a fatal accident exposes the resort's perverse subculture of hedonistic tourism, reckless violence, and surreal horrors. 
Now, none of us were in Salt Lake this past week, so all of us are reviewing the rated R version that was released to theaters nationwide. We are aware that all y'all out there at Sundance got an NC-17 unrated, even more wild version of the film. I, I wish that we got that one. But I mean, me too. I would we'll, have, I would have went wait. into that one rather than the rated R. I'm telling you now, but yeah. uh, <laughs> that's how I, I go down. Because <laughs> they did, because they did that for Possessor. Because Possessor was like as an uncut version and then a regular version. I don't, re- I don't remember what the regular version is. I've only watched the uncut. I think I only watched the uncut version. As I well feel like NC seventeen versions are only like little bit changes though, so that always yeah. trips me up. That I'm just like, I can't even tell which one is which. Listen, if I have to sit through Blonde getting NC-17, give me give me something like Infinity Pool NC-17, please. Um, but the film stars Alexander Skarsgård, Mia Goth, and Cleopatra Coleman, and marks our first kind of art house, artsy, effed up art horror film of 2023 so i will go ahead and kick things off with you tyler what were your general thoughts of infinity pool oh man i mean as someone that was really into the gross yet kind of interesting vibes that we got from possessor i was really excited to go into infinity pool especially because i mean mia goth is on a roll so i'm always excited to see her in any role especially if it's in the horror genre and alexander skarsgård too uh, yeah, it was about as messed up, trippy, and horrific as I anticipated going into it. I think it would have been even more, war, you know, even more wild if we saw the NC-17. But even still with this R-rated version, I mean, I don't know what Brandon Cronenberg's thoughts are like on the daily. But if it's any, if it's any consolation, uh, the man knows how to make some pretty twisted yet kind of profound at the same time ideas. And I think for the most part, this executed those ideas well. There are some shortcomings that I'm sure each of us will talk about, but I think just in a general sense, it gets its job done when it comes to trippy, sci-fi, futuristic mix with horror. All right, Kayla, what were your general thoughts on Infinity Pool? Yeah, I also loved Possessor, so I was super excited for this because I actually think I respond more towards Brandon than his father. Maybe it's just because I'm young. Come on, I think come Brandon. On. What? <laughs> come on, Brandon Cronenberg. I like Brandon Cronenberg, but David. I mean, come on. He's such a. I think Brandon is so modern and a lot more calculated than his father, though, in my opinion. Um, so possess, yeah, possessor is really great. And now infinity pool, it just seems like, um, there was something really reined in about possessor and this infinity pool was just batshit insane, which I loved. Um, and I, I study a lot of psychoanalytic film theory in school. So I was debating how I interpreted this film and I kind of saw killing of the, is that a, that's not a spoiler um killing of the replicants as like killing of the id and what happens when the ego runs free but i feel like he leaves his film so open to interpretation and that's why i enjoy his film so much because i think i think it's better when you leave things up to the audience and i think art art is generally better that way <laughs> 
So I think I am certainly the furthest down the totem pole on Infinity <gasps> Pool. Ooh. I have to Whoa. say. Now, I love Possessor as well. So we're three for three. All of us loved Possessor. And maybe it is because it was a little bit more reined in, but I felt it was just in general a little bit more focused. Um and I tend to I tend to gravitate more toward a, a little bit tighter of a structure by and large. And if you're not gonna be tight in structure, if you're just gonna roam free, I need uh, I need like something more character wise or messaging, like something else under the surface. And they do stuff with both of those things, but I just didn't think they accomplished them to their fullest potential so i left infinity pool feeling mixed there was a lot that i really did enjoy but there was a lot that i was just like all right uh so that was a film i I was very (laughs) conflicted walking out of this one i have to admit (laughs) it's it's definitely i think more polarizing of an idea and a film just in, in general, I guess, than Possessor was. So I guess that is an understandable way to come mm-hmm. out of it. Just because, well, both of his films are very weird and artsy. But they're, but the they're, I think they're just both engineered to have polarizing responses. Well, I will say, we talked about them briefly before. I think our two lead performances are amazing. Yeah, um, Alexander Skarsgård, I think, had given his best performance last year in The Northman. Was probably my favorite performance of his to date. Oh, did and people watch think, that? I'm sorry. Did people watch that? Well, well, it depends on your definition of people. I guess. <laughs> I mean, some people did. Um, but I think he's even better here. I actually think this takes over as his best performance to date. He's just really fantastic yeah between both both of them back to back are really strong performances i don't know which one i'd like more like i I probably would gravitate more towards the northman just with the material given in the northman but both of them i mean they're both trying to accomplish very different characters and look uh both of these films they (laughs) they give us alexander skarsgård quote-unquote naked but it's yeah. a little bit reined in. It's a little bit reined in for me uh, on that <laughs> front. At least this film, we get like a full booty shot, even in this R-rated version of him. But everything else is obscured. I was like in the audience screaming at one of those nurses <laughs> when he was like getting prepared uh, for the like medical treatment. <gasps> she was standing right in my way. Uh, I was like, ma'am, if you don't just move over to the right a little bit, um, I'm going to have to knock you upside the head. Yeah. But... Oh, yeah. Wait, wasn't there a whole controversy when the Northman cut out a crotch shot of Alex? Was that a thing? Am I imagining well, like, that? Yeah, they kind of, they reined in that ending naked fight on mm. the volcano. It was like a, it was a lot of like fog you know yeah. on, on the top of, of the volcano a lot of distance and shadows and fog um but i did then, know that larry yeah. was very excited when well i know larry was excited and many people were excited when we got those first trailers for infinity pool and there was that short little clip of alexander skarsgård on the leash Listen, <laughs> and that too. Uh, so he likes to fight in these movies naked, actually. There's a lot, a lot of naked Good. Alexander Skarsgård Scar- fighting. And Mia Goth, also- she's also not scared of nudity, and she lets it all hang out in this film. So there yes. you go. This is like our thirst report right here. Here's the thirst report <laughs> on Infinity Pool. Uh, there is lots of nudity by and large. There are orgies. Mia Goth, she, she ain't scared of nudity, and she is in it. 
um, does some some interesting things with the Alexander Skarsgård on the leash, and when Mia Goth yeah. comes to him, um, it's interesting at the end. But she's also great, fully unhinged. Um, yeah. which we've seen her unhinged. Obviously, Pearl, she was completely unhinged as well. <laughs> she plays it well, so. <laughs> And it's all without any eyebrows. So much expression with no eyebrows to be found. It's quite the feat, I have to say. It's quite the talent. Uh, I Kayla, love how do you feel these cracks. performances? Yeah, her Mickey Mouse voice. She got to use her like actual voice in this. <laughs> it's movie, so too. good. I don't know why it works so well. It just it just shouldn't work. Like I don't know how she went into an audition room, how many years ago when she started acting, and people were like, "Yeah, we'll hire you." And it just it's it's iconic. Yeah, I love yeah. her voice. You know, even though it doesn't really, I guess, I guess it doesn't really change the performance for me. But I've always just really liked her just regular voice in general. Me too. What do you think, Kayla? This or Pearl? Which is the better Mia Goth performance? Stop! Don't put oh, no. me on the spot right now because I haven't seen Pearl. Oh, oh no! Oh, oh my! Okay, we look. We just called her out. She's over here my- talking about who has seen Northman and she hasn't seen Pearl. <laughs> Come on now, Kayla. My oh. hot take was that X was a little too reined in for me, and I thought it would be a, a little more absurdist. Um, yeah, I thought it was okay. I thought it was a fun movie, but I I thought it'd be more so. Anyways, I also oh, no. was like okay on X. I didn't like. <gasps> Thank I you. This, so. See, I'm I'm like hornier than Kayla though. Let's just call it what it is. I'm just like give us more sex. Like I don't know. I don't know if I need it to be more absurd. I need more slasher and I need more sex. So. More slasher. More well, slasher. Well, well, at least you get a lot of that in Infinity Pool. Even you get if, a lot. <laughs> even if even if I wouldn't necessarily say a good amount of the sex in Infinity Pool is is yeah. I was gonna say it's not exactly like hot sexiness it's just like sex <laughs> but I like say, okay, so i think the structure is very strange so like the middle portion of the film that's where i kind of am like okay because there goes a long stretch where nothing really happens in this movie it's a yeah it's a good first half second half is kind of iffy yeah like even setup wise like it does little a little bit of setup but it's i don't know i felt like there's a stretch in here where my mind was wandering and i was like "Mm." i feel like in a crazy ass movie like this my mind should not just be wandering to like "Mm, what's next but (laughs) kayla what were you saying uh about the sex though do you guys think it's about sex or i i just i don't know how i feel i don't know what what to take away from the sex yet like that if it's like meaning to be about sex or meaning to be about something else yeah, I don't know. I mean, one of the big takeaways for me is that uh, this te- this cloning technology is uh, pretty bad if it's in the wrong hands. <laughs> you know, it's because yeah. it's, uh, it's pretty pretty messed up. I mean, I'm sure there'd be plenty of people that would line up and try it out, but uh, as we see as the film progresses, it's not the, the great- <laughs> it's not the greatest idea. Depending on your morality, I guess it's kind of a test of how you feel as a person. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's why I was like, okay, with the film, especially when we get to the clones and the duplicates, and that kind of ties into the sex and, you know, the unhinged nature of these people as we move forward. Obviously, it's it's a pretty straightforward commentary on rich people once more. It's another commentary on mm-hmm. rich folks, yeah. particularly with rich yeah. white folks. Let's just be clear. Uh, rich white people who vacation in foreign countries um, and think that they can do whatever the hell they want because well they can without any consequence and it's a very clear commentary on that but past that 
it's definitely a commentary on just you know like Kayla was like I don't know if it's necessarily sex itself but it's definitely about like I mean I kind of agree with how you put it earlier about the ego just taking over period um mm-hmm. and unlocking something within yourself and whether that's good or bad uh the film kind of leaves up to you as you want <laughs> yeah yeah it seemed like alexander skarsgård was uh his character was leaning a lot more towards the bed as the movie went on Lord. yeah <laughs> well we introduced like some really cool ideas particularly with those duplicates like they have a whole conversation about like swapping duplicate for people and you know does that matter at the end of the day does it yes no but they don't they don't really push past that mm-hmm. and i think that's where my problem lies in a lot of this is that i don't know i feel like it it does bring up interesting things with these duplicates but just kind of leaves them there and doesn't doesn't even attempt to push further rather than just kind of present madness and that i was- think I would have preferred to at least explore don't you don't have to give us answers but at least explore these ideas and give us more to chew on in that philosophical way rather than just the madness unleashed kind of way (laughs) that that was something that I thought of after the movie that there were some things that I I didn't know if it was intentional by Brandon Cronenberg or not to leave it inherently vague but just I guess to add to the mysticism of everything going on on this fictional island and kind of keep it in that mysticism by not over explaining things and all of that stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with what you were saying. I don't know if I saw the duplicates as actually being like a duplicate type situation, like um, Blade Runner, the way Blade Runner actually comments on that kind of technology in a way. Um, I, I feel like I saw it as like looking into your own self and what that what that does to a person and um I don't know if this is such a hard film I walked out of it just like feeling like I need to really sit on it um but there is something about like when Alexander Skarsgård's character like humiliates himself by like pissing on himself beating himself up and then they take the the hood away and it's him and he has this emotional reaction to that and that interested me because I was just like, I was stuck on that one. Well, I think it definitely, my problem, I think, more lies in it it opening the door of not necessarily like, I don't I don't really care about the tech because it, it doesn't care about the tech. It's just like, this happened. Like, we, we put them in a pool of bullshit and this happens. I was it was, like, it was like that. It was like that in Possessor, too. I mean, <laughs> and look, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with sci fi just saying, we have this tech. It is what it is. And accepting that. Like, I'm cool. I don't, I don't need you to try to give me anything more if you want to. And that's the purpose of your film. Great. Then you better make it sad. Like, if you're going to explain it, you better do a good job. But if you're not, I can accept it. Mm. But this film, <laughs> I feel like they they wanted to touch on what it means to be a human, what makes you you uh, mm-hmm. with the duplicates. But it doesn't, but it never pushes past that. Like, that initial conversation is like, uh, if they did switch us, is it like a big deal? Is it not a big deal? Because what actually makes you who you are? And they... They do stuff with it in, like, the reflection as you look at these duplicates. But maybe it would have been more interesting if we got it from 
one of their other perspectives. Like, we get one scene where they're like, oh, gotcha, uh, with the duplicates. And that's the only other time we see the other characters getting their duplicates out. Um, but I guess their morality is more or less done at this point. I mean, those people are gone, gone. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, we talked about the, the horror aspect, the blood and guts and gore. It, it gets pretty gets pretty twisted with some of the things these people are into as they're murdering these duplicates. Like, I was surprised, kind of. And this was the rated R version. I can only imagine what an NC-17 version would be. Now, nobody has epilepsy, do you? I know, uh, right? You need an actual warning here. Like, people be yeah. warned. The flashing and the scenery, if you do have a neurological um, condition, be warned. This is not the film to walk into. <laughs> yeah, Why did it... they have that warning in um, Babylon? I didn't see a warning. Oh, yeah, that. that's true. That was a good one to have one. Listen, this too. puts Babylon to shame. If you were <laughs> scandalized by Bab- Babylon, you'll be, don't go see Infinity Pool. I mean, <laughs> it puts, you know, I mean, I guess on the good side we don't have a close-up shot of an elephant's ass as it defecates but we have everything else here i was gonna say i mean everything else and it's a whole lot worse i feel like yeah that's the only thing this movie is missing is is animals we do have a dog we do have a a (laughs) quote-unquote dog scene um that's interesting but you know Yeah, let's see. Brandon Cronenberg, I mean, the apple didn't fall too far from the tree because his dad also made some pretty messed up horror sci-fi films. It's kind of nice to see him, I guess, in a sense, following his father's footsteps while his father's still making films. Yeah, while well, his father continues to push body horror himself into yeah. the new age. I also had to give Dwayne a warning um, about his vertigo self because I think this might trip up some vertigo as well. We literally opened the movie spinning like the, yeah. the shots are literally spinning around and i was like oh my god Dwayne would be falling out of his seat in the very first shot movie, the, like literally immediately upon it beginning just vertigo in coming <laughs> michaela is there anything we haven't really touched on that you wanted to discuss when it comes to infinity pool huh i feel like we touched on it i'm really stuck on like the whole sex thing and what it means because I think also there's commentary to be made about sex and fetishes that is interesting just because we live in like a puritanical society of like uh I don't know sex is taboo so I think it's interesting to view it from like a literal sense as well um just because I don't know I people have fantasies and that's like a normal human thing like what happens when it goes too far i don't i don't know i don't know (laughs) all right tyler anything else to add uh let's see um i was like i was as i was watching this i was thinking of like other like messed up tourism movies as far as like uh what other movies can i put in this category of like movies that i that make me not want to go anywhere like travel anywhere i guess out of the united states you know uh, this and uh I, the one i thought of immediately was hostel eli ross hostel mm. kind of has like yeah. sim- uh, both of those i'm both i'm putting both of those in the category of uh i'm gonna be a little weary traveling abroad in the future because of this i mean the i the, the likelihood of me encountering this in the wild you know duplicates and all that stuff is probably very slim but uh, it's a very interesting concept. It makes you Green wonder. Inferno. 
Yeah, Green Inferno. Also from Eli Roth. Yeah, I don't know. It's Eli Roth. I mean, Eli Roth is. I mean, that that's a whole story for another podcast. (laughs) But (laughs) dissecting his films and the messed up stuff he does. But uh, just it's. I'm very intrigued where we go from here for Brandon Cronenberg. Uh, Clearly, he has a affinity for sci-fi, messed up sci-fi and horror mixtures. So I wonder if he's going to continue doing this path, or we're going to get different stuff in the future. I mean. Maybe like a lighthearted romantic comedy next. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that turns really bad. That turns really I mean, bad. Ooh, okay, I might live for a film that is kind of sold. Well, I don't know. Now apparently you can sue if the trailer is misleading. So watch out. But um, I was going to say, if we got like a movie sold as this cutesy rom-com and then it turns into like typical Brandon Cronenberg style film, I would probably live actually. So He, he seems yeah. like a really nice guy in all the That's interviews. They all say. I mean, yeah, Alexander and them, they're like, I'm like, my mouth was on the floor reading the script. It was insane. It was nuts. And then he's like the nicest, most like just like gentle, friendly guy. <laughs> oh okay but you know if you if you haven't checked out possessor because i believe it came out during the pandemic right yeah, like it was no one, one of those pandemic. uh andrea riseborough she's now an academy award nominee for the moment uh for, tuesday yeah, for now we might, i guess we maybe. might have different stories but she's the star of that film and she does give a very good performance in possessor as well so check that out infinity pool i wonder if they'll do Actually, I want people to go watch it so that they do do this. Because when Midsummer was released, they re-released it into theaters like near the end of its first run with like the additional footage added back in. Yeah, that's so, right. You know, maybe if Infinity Pool can make a little bit of money, you make its budget back, get some cash like Midsummer did. Maybe we can get that NC-17 rating. Uh-huh. Otherwise, I guess we'll all be, you know, buying it on Blu-ray so we can get that director's cut <laughs> yeah yeah that's why that's the possessor i own the uncut one that has the, the uncut version yeah. and, and midsummer too i had to buy it from a24 that special yeah. edition that's a good one i think yeah. the midsummer one is really worth it i haven't seen the possessor and those different ones yeah the midsummer one also the packaging to the a24 book so that good. they released is beautiful like the the whole but everything about the only thing that annoys me is that it doesn't fit anywhere because it's like this yeah. awkward like it's just a little <laughs> too big it's too, too long. long yeah so yeah but it's not like the godzilla one if you own that godzilla Jeez. criterion that's just this humongous <laughs> book i can't um, I, I i i literally have to rotate the where i put that godzilla yes. blu-ray box set because it's so, it, it, it's too large so godzilla and midsummer have to kind of travel around midsummer is like the the baby version of the godzilla criteria yeah, I, I mean i guess i mean it's neon so i mean i don't know if neon's really known for doing Same. stuff like that they're kind of like, i feel like neon and a24 are kind of like the upper echelon of like look if they're indie. gonna put this on hulu release the damn nc-17 cut to hulu like <laughs> traumatized people a disney company do them both like <laughs> put it on there but put on the nc-17 dang it i mean that, well that freaks me out that everybody else around the world since they don't have hulu are like oh i'm watching this crazy ass movie on disney, disney plus, plus. <laughs> i'm like oh okay well you know hey disney company <laughs> yeah I, th- I remember being confused by that when people were watching barbarian on disney plus oh yeah, yeah. And that it was, was on disney plus internationally well international 
Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> see, see. But I say I think we're all in agreement. Even though I was the most mixed on the film, I think it's definitely worth a watch. If you saw those trailers and were at all intrigued by the trailer, definitely give it a watch. Make up your mind for yourself. There's going to be a lot of talk about it. There already is a lot of talk about it. How wild it is. How crazy it is. You don't want to be left out, right? So it's an original film. It's from a smaller studio, an auteur filmmaker. And like I said, I want that NC-17 cut release. So (laughs) I need people to go to the theater. So check it out. Make up your mind for yourself. I think it's going to elicit strong reactions all the way around. So make sure that you have uh, ground to stand on when you post your strong reactions. (laughs) (laughs) well that was our review for infinity pool thank you all for listening let's go around and see where you can find my lovely co-hosts across the internet kayla where can the folks follow you i'm at k-a-i-l-a underscore ren on twitter period that's it Okay. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for like a, a, additional. Look, uh, I'm figuring things out right now because I I work I work at a studio, so social media is not a good place for me right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So also, uh, me and Tyler are just watching. We're in season seven of Game of Thrones, and this is like That's peak true. Daenerys Targaryen uh, titles is season seven. So hearing somebody just give off one little title, where you used to like fifty different things following somebody's <laughs> yeah. name. Uh, yeah, I think I think the last episode literally it was like you stand in the presence of Daenerys Stormborn of House Targaryen, yeah. the Breaker of Chains, Queen of the Andals. <laughs> yeah, it's a what lot. a throwback. It was like a good five minutes just to introduce Daenerys in season seven. So <laughs> it, it, it was it, it was wild. It was it was. I'm I'm still working on memory in the whole thing yes. well tyler where can folks find you uh well you can find me reacting to game of thrones on larry's channel since we were just talking about it but you can also find me on my own channel tyler calvert on youtube where i do reviews i have one up for infinity pool and many other things like 80 for brady the the complete opposite type of film of infinity <laughs> pool um and you can also find me on twitter and instagram and it's tyler calvert Perfect. And you can find me at Chili Boy Productions on YouTube and Instagram, as well as Chili Boy YT on Twitter. And of course, make sure you are following the podcast at Cinemania World on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So you are always up to date with our shows. I do believe our next show will be our Last of Us recap and review show because well infinity pool is kind of the only thing that came out this weekend and i don't think it's going to do all that much numbers so i don't think we're having a box office report this weekend but uh, avatar Avatar wins again avatar is going to win again for what seventh week in a row there's your box office report you guys think it's going to hit number one yes uh, avatar yeah yeah i think avatar is staying number one no do you think it's going to go to like number one highest grossing of all time is it possible oh ooh. i mean it's tough uh, i don't think so i don't think it can catch that first one I think well, well they well the thing is with the first one is that they did a bunch of re-releases, re-releases yeah so maybe in 10 years it'll catch the first one uh after they've <laughs> Ti- re-released it for each new sequel titanic's but. coming out again 
you know, Titanic going to make it harder to get that number three spot, you know, (laughs) James Cameron just fighting himself at the all time box office record holders. So it is what it is, I suppose. And Disney keeps raking it in no matter who, because they have like all of those billion dollar movies. (laughs) Yeah. You're looking at the list and it's like every week it's like they've grossed, they've outgrossed this movie. And it's like, Oh, a Disney film. Oh, another Disney film. Oh, another Disney film. The mouse reigns supreme. Well, thankfully, the mouse didn't have to do much with this film. Uh, Neon had it covered. So check it out. Let us know your thoughts. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.